Welcome everyone to the Kingdom REI podcast. I'm your host, Ellis Hammond, founder of the Kingdom REI Mastermind. And this is the show to help you as a kingdom-minded real estate investor and entrepreneur to really learn to have an impact, become more profitable, uh, and really make a difference through your real estate portfolio. And so excited to have a great guest, another uh, uh, podcast host who's been in this space for a really long time, an incredible marketer uh, who I think is going to bring a ton of value to you, to your business, uh, to your walk with God today, Mr. Darren Shear, a host of the Theology of Business podcast. What's up, man? Hey, Ellis. Thanks for having me. Good to connect. It's been a long time coming, man. Seriously. So give our audience uh, just some context. You know, if they haven't been over to the Theology of Business podcast or uh, they're not familiar with, uh, with Highbridge Books and your media company, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to, man, in this space. Yeah, so uh, I'll I'll back up a little bit. I I was in the in the Air Force, and it, at that time, my my thought was that ministry was something that kind of happened out in a in a church building or through some kind of a church program. And I was I was leaving the base, leaving work one day, and I rode over these railroad tracks to go. I was going out to do some volunteer work through my church, and the Lord spoke to me and said, "This base." is your ministry. Hmm. And, and so that was kind of a, a shift for me and my thinking, uh, because I had traditionally, I grew up in uh, as a, as a pastor's son and kind of thought that that's what ministry was all about was kind of in a, in a, in a church, but, uh, that was a pretty revolutionary moment for me. So, um, kind of fast forward, I ended up going into seminary following, following the air force and then went to business school. And, um, and I, I met this guy at, a it was some kind of a networking event as CEO of a construction company. I, I told him I was in seminary preparing to go into business and he said, Oh, so you must be going to become a televangelist. And so he, he thought that that was kind of the limit of career paths for people that were Christians, um, that were, you know, really sincere about, going deeper into um, the things of God and theology and everything going into business. And, and so in business school, I was really kind of wrestling with, all right, God, what, I know you want me to start a business. What's it going to be? And um, he really kind of directed me to look at how, what he'd already kind of brought me through and some of the experiences I had and looking back on on um, some of the work that I had done when I was in seminary t- teaching academic writing and I was an English major. And I had already just published my first book around that time. Um, and I really felt like the Lord was leading me to start a book publishing company. So since, since then published uh, about 130 books. And um, in the midst of that, also teaching people, what does it look like uh, to to run a business on biblical principles, and so I've kind of uh, view myself as like a crash test dummy for that, you know, trying to live that out day to day in my business, and then teaching it through blog and podcast and so forth. Where, where did your passion come from? Like, you know, you starting the Air Force, and then your this company. I mean, early on, I mean, it seems like you know you have a, a podcast called the Theology of Business Podcast. Where where does that I don't know that passion or that really interest in the the scriptures, the word of God, theology. Where does that come from? Yeah, so like I said, I was in seminary and then I went to business school, and th- there there was 
virtually no overlap between the two. I mean, it was mm. like in business school that the Bible was completely irrelevant. And then in, in uh, divinity school, seminary, business is completely irrelevant. Aside from, okay, student, if you're going to graduate and you want to go start a church, you better find some business people who can, you know, help back the, the work that God has called you to do. Um, and, and, you know, having just been, I've, I've taken a pretty active role in a lot of the churches that I've been, been a part of and just, you know, kind of been disappointed in the way that business people have been, um, have been treated as basically ATMs for the, for the church. And, um, mm -hmm. and yet if we're really going to be making disciples, which is, is the calling for every Christian is to make disciples of all nations. It's not to go make a profit. It's not even to go build churches. It's to make disciples. The primary place we're going to do that is in the marketplace. Um, that's where virtually all Christians work. That's where virtually all non-Christians work is out in a for-profit company. And, um, and so, you know, and, and I know that your listeners are, are out there in in real estate, in fact, we do. I do a little bit of uh, you know, a couple of properties um, that we've started to dabble in. So it's definitely a, an interest as well for us. There you go. So I'm I'm excited to talk about this topic we have today, man. You've written a book on this, and the reason I'm excited to talk about this idea of marketing and marketing like Jesus is because sometimes I, and I always joke with our community, like we struggle with the marketing piece or real estate, the real estate industry or real estate leaders, you know, don't always see themselves as marketers and, you know, we're good investors. We're decent at managing wealth, but like when it comes to marketing, you know, this is a huge part of our business in finding deals and raising money. And we really have to begin to see ourselves as marketers. And so, I mean, I love this topic because I love learning about the life of Christ, but then also taking things from his life and, you know, we joke like Jesus was one of the biggest, if not the biggest influencers of all time. Like there's so many leadership and business principles to take from the life of Christ as well. And so let's, let's dive into this topic a little bit. What caused you to want to write this book and even kind of explore this idea of, of marketing and looking at the life of Christ to do so? Yeah. So when I really started to dive into the intersection of the Christian faith and business, I was looking for something that was um, going to be relatable for people. And it was also exciting to me because I, I was really studying marketing and, um, and studying Jesus. And so in that, in that particular season, I just really camped out in the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And, and I was at, at the same time reading a bunch of the, the, the classic marketing books and it started to observe some of the, some of the overlaps. And like you said, you know, Jesus, the most effective influencer. That's how I define marketing is strategic influence. It's about leading the way toward a mutually beneficial exchange with another person. And uh, one out of three people in the world claim to be a follower of Jesus. So if you're trying to influence people, whether it's in um, you're, you're trying to communicate an idea, trying to get more investors, you're, you're trying to get more deal flow, all these kinds of things, um, look no further than, than Jesus as, uh, as an example and as a place to really derive some, some principles to undergird, uh, undergird your approach to marketing. 
All right, so dude, I love marketing. I mean, let, let's get into this. Like, let's, I don't know if we have time for, how many, how many you have, like 25, I think? Like, what, <laughs> what, what do you think is be most relevant and practical for this audience in really learning to really market like Jesus? What made him such an effective influencer? Let's talk about that starting. Yeah, um, I think one of the, one of the aha moments that a lot of our authors have, because, you know, Alice, as I said, I work with authors and a lot of times when I ask the authors, who's this book for the answer I'll get is, oh, this book is for everybody. Um, well, that's, that's, that's nice. That's well and good, but to really reach everybody, you're going to have to start with somebody to, to start mm -hmm. a fire. You don't, the whole thing doesn't just go up unless you just doused it with, you know, gasoline, then it's going to be kind of a, um, you know, over and done kind of thing. But typically, you're going to start with some kindling, you're going to start with a couple of uh, a couple of sticks. Hey, real estate investors, if you've been enjoying this show for a while or enjoying this content at all, then I'm sure you're going to want to know that we have a mastermind for kingdom minded real estate investors uh, with folks from all over the country. If you're wondering what is a mastermind, this is a community that we began back in 2020 uh, to really serve faith minded investors, those who were ambitious in the world of real estate and entrepreneurship, but also passionate about Christ and really wanted a place, an environment, a community uh, where we could really join force, join forces and lock arms with people who are like-minded to really flourish in both of those areas. We also have a ton of fun when we meet in places like Dallas, Orlando, San Diego throughout the year. And so I would love to be able to share with you more details on that. If you go to thekingdomrei.com, that's thekingdomrei.com, you can learn more about our mastermind, hear from our members, and then apply to be a part of this community and give us an opportunity to chat more and see if it's a good fit. Enjoy the show. Right. And, and so you need a target. And, and I, I know that there's a lot of different categories of, of real estate. And, you know, maybe somebody's out there trying to get into real estate. Oh, well, let me just, um, uh, I, I'm looking for a real estate deal. Well, concentrate on a particular, uh, a particular category. Gee, somebody, uh, a woman came to Jesus for healing for her demon-possessed daughter, and and Jesus said, um, "I have come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel." And he did end up delivering that young girl, but he was making the point that I've come for a very specific ethnic group, and and even within that ethnic group, a very specific group um, within that, the people that were on the fringes, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So these were the people that. He brought on to his core team. They weren't the power brokers of their their society. They were the outcast, um, the the people that were just the nobodies in in society, or, or or at least you know in Matthew's case, he was certainly an outcast. But people that were on the fringes of the of the society, and he said, "That's who I've come for." So that that's who he brings on his core team. That's where he spends his time. And, and so, um, you know, like Ellis, how does this play out with, um, like, how, how do you convert that to your real estate investors when you encourage them to, uh, to really target and find a, a niche within this? Yeah, you know, it's, it's everything, man. Like, and it's so, I'm so glad you said that, like the key to really influencing, I think a lot of people is you have to, you have to know who you're speaking to. I mean, the reality is you can't just start 
influencing everyone. Like you, you really do have to have a niche and get really clear on who you serve. I mean, especially when you're starting out, you know, we talk about this in raising money and raising capital and going seeking investors. You know, one of the things, again, I didn't have much of a real estate experience when I started and, you know, so coming out, what was I going to do? Go talk about my big track record, you know, of like buying a bunch of deals. No, I didn't have that. So, so the thing that made me different or distinct was my background as a pastor, was my passion for faith and my ambition to want to figure out how do we use real estate as a vehicle to not just create wealth, but really serve those who are part of these transactions. And that, I, in that idea, like I casted that vision out to those who I thought would resonate with that. And that was really what kind of gave us a foundation to begin to build off of and begin to raise money and do more deals. And so I think you're so right on, man, is like, do you know who you are? What makes you different? And then do you know who your audience is, who you're speaking to? Mm. Yeah. And, you know, and with that is you, you speak the language, you speak the language of kingdom minded, ministry minded people that are out in business that are specifically um, seeking to become or to grow as real estate investors. And um and so the stories that in the language that you use, uh, you know, another example from Jesus is his use of stories. Probably uh, a third of Jesus' teaching consisted mm -hmm. of stories of these parables to make um, his what he was teaching more relatable and to connect on an emotional level. I mean, when you start talking about, um, and this is not about manipulation you know there, there are a lot of like sleazy manipulators out there um, but you're being who you are and you're going to attract who you are who you want uh, uh, not not who you want um, and I, I think that's another lesson um, from what we can learn about the way Jesus um, targeted well he he himself was positioned as a as a tecton he was an ordinary carpenter right and, and so he kind of a, attracted that type of blue collar um, uh, person onto his, um, onto his team and the people that, that wanted to, to follow him. So, you know, who is Ellis Hammond going to attract people who are, if you're listening to this, you're probably a kingdom minded, you know, ministry minded real estate investor. And so the, the more you can get that dialed in and and really just go all in and not try to hide that um you know especially when it comes to your christian faith like aside from you're not going to be as effective in your influencing people in your real estate investing like it's not going to be an effective witness for christ if if you're not really bringing your faith out to the to the forefront yeah I'll, you know i i, I think it's really good i'll talk about story real quick I think story is everything like you don't sell a product you have to sell a story right and i mean no one i just think this is where i think real estate investors kind of mess up is they're always trying to sell the real estate deal and i'm mm -hmm. like listen man real estate is not unique like there's nothing sexy about real estate like there's nothing sexy about a two to three x return over the course of five years like quit selling that quit trying to market that you know, bring people into the story that you're building, how this can change your lives. Um, you know, that, I mean, you even think about the vision that Jesus casted in the story of the kingdom coming, right? Like it wasn't just about forgiveness of sins and salvation. No, Jesus was selling the story of the kingdom and bringing, inviting people into that. Um, and then the, the, 
you know, having a, uh, well, I'll, I'll pause there and let you respond, but I think you hit it on the head, man, where you talk about story. Yeah. And, and that's a very different approach than just leading out with kind of the facts and figures about whatever that property is, you know, it's got X amount of square footage, you know, it's got this amount of bathrooms, bedrooms, like, yeah, like people need to, to know that, but that's, that's not always what's going to really sell them on what you're trying to, to sell them on. Um, it's those, it's the, the deeper story, like connecting with them on, a, on an emotional level. Like, I got I don't know, you, Ellis, you take real estate pretty seriously, but square footage probably doesn't connect with you on an emotional level, quite, you know, quite the way somebody telling you a story about that community and, you know, how that, like the, some, a bit about the history of that community and how, you know, being a part, an, an owner of this particular property is going to bring you into the story of, of that community. Like, I, I mean, I love history. I love really f- sensing that I'm part of, of something bigger. And I think a lot of people are like that. Why? Because we want to know that we're part of a story. Like we're not just, it's not somebody just, um, you know, throwing f- facts and figures at us. It's, there's the old adage of, of sell the hole, not the drill. Uh, so people aren't, they're not necessarily looking just to have a drill. They want the hole that the drill can make, but even then they don't just want the hole. Like, why do they want the hole? Because they want to hang a picture of their loved one, you know, um, who maybe isn't, isn't around anymore. And so they want that ultimately that drill ends up being the tool that allows them to remember their, their father or their mother, you know, like my, my, my dad passed away recently. And so it's like seeing pictures of my dad around my house. Like that's, it's just, um, it's pretty sensitive to me right now, but I think selling that don't just sell the deal. Don't just sell the property, but really present the story, like invite somebody to join a story, not just to join a deal. You can, you can tweet that, Ellis. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Do you think, um, as Jesus has an example that, you know, I always talk about, I mean, how polarized, like you talked about being open about your faith can maybe push people away, right? Like, you know, the same way people want to sell their book and, but they're not necessarily being polarizing enough to really get people's attention or attract the right audience. Do you think being polarizing is a marketing strategy or even an influencing strategy that we learn from the life of Christ? I mean, of course, I don't know if Jesus was intentionally trying to be polarizing, but he was bold about, you know, he offended a very large population, including the Pharisees, right? And so, what do you think about that from learning from the life of Christ and applying that to, to marketing in our business? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it comes down to knowing your target. So you got to identify your target and then you got to, you got to really study that target. I mean, I was thinking about how Jesus called Nathaniel and said that, um, um, here's one in whom there is no deceit. And, and the thing is like, how did you know, how do you know me? And he said, that I saw you sitting under the fig tree. Um, and, and so Jesus knew his disciples before he ever 
before he ever ca actually called them. So he really, he really studied them. I think there's a, a lesson for us to know who our, who our target is. And I, I don't really think it's wise to, to talk to, to people as though they're Christians, if, if they're not Christians, um, like th this is a conversation that comes up again and again with our authors when they're trying to figure out, because our approach is like C.S. Lewis said, we don't need more Christian books. We need more books written by Christians. And that's, that's sort of a paraphrase of what he said. Um, because you have to identify is, are we, am I going to assume that the people reading this book are Christians or assume that some of them are, some of them aren't. And, and you just have to kind of tweak your communication that way, but not hiding who you are, like definitely present your story, like present who you are, but don't use the Christianese on somebody that, you know, they don't really, they don't really get it. They don't know right. what you're talking about because right. that does not, that's not a good way to connect with your, with your target. Unless you're trying to connect with folks who use Christianese language or whatever, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, if that's, if that's who you're, if that's who you're targeting, then I mean, yeah. go all no. in on that. I think what's um, interesting too, Darren, is like, I, I think part of the reason a lot of people struggle with marketing is like, they're just not comfortable with who they are, you know, and that, oh man, if I talk more about this, which is something you're passionate about or something that you have an identity in, like faith, for example, that you're going to offend or people won't work with you. And I, I, I sometimes think like it's a, it's a struggle with just accepting who you are and what you're passionate about and being okay with, honestly, some people just may not like that and that's okay. Like, yeah. I think Jesus was incredibly comfortable with who he was and his message and his, and his mission, you know, so much say where even those two, he was really close with, he sometimes confused them, put them off, offended them. Right. And he was like, you guys just don't get who I am yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's where it goes back to, you're going to attract who you are, not necessarily who you want. And, and so that's ultimately going to be probably your target. I think a lot of, you know, real estate investors and there, I'm sure there are exceptions to this, but I mean, like if you, if, if you kind of grew up in the residential real estate um, you know, development, then that's probably the kind of real estate you're involved in right now, you know, and if you're an industrial person, you know, that industrial real estate might be your game. So, um, but, but, but definitely stay true to, to who you are, bring that to the forefront. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Man. Anything else about kind of marketing, related that you want to hit on before we, we move on? Yeah. I mean, I, th I think um, one of the things that, and, and we, we pray this over our authors that they would step out and really be bold in presenting their message and their stories that God has given to them. Um, because I mean, if you, if you don't, who is, and, and every real estate deal again is an opportunity to share a story to invite somebody into uh into a story and i mean if if you're that that believer who has an opportunity to uh go into a deal with um with somebody and regardless of who it is 
and you really bring your story to the forefront, they're never going to forget that. Like they're going to, they're going to associate when they think about uh, maybe something you said during that, during the process of, of closing that deal that went beyond just the, the facts and details of the, you know, the, the specs on the property that there was an emotional connection. Like they're never going to, they're never going to forget that. I love, by the way, man, I love that you, as you talk, as even the way you're doing business right now, like praying this over your authors to really be bold about their message. That's really powerful. Yeah. I mean, Jesus was telling people, um, if you want to follow me, you need to go sell everything you have and then come follow me. Like you need to um, let the dead bury the dead. Like then, then, you know, come, come and follow me, let the dead bury the dead. So extremely high cost to what Jesus was offering. And I'm, I'm guessing that you're not, when you're entering into a, a deal or, or pitching something, it's probably not on par with what Jesus was asking, but what, and what Jesus was willing to give. Um, like, so what Jesus is asking people to literally leave everything like, <laughs> So that, that's not where we are. Like if we're calling people to become followers of Jesus, yeah, like that's that's one thing. But you're just asking people to, in our case, like buy my book. Um, mm -hmm. or you know, for a, an investor, like become a part of this, a part of this deal, you know, put put some money on the line mm -hmm. and be proud of what you're what you're offering. Um, because Jesus was Jesus was proud of what he was offering and, and he, but he expected that people would, if you're going to be able to participate in this, you're going to have to, you're going to have to put up the cost for it as well. It's going to, it's going to cost you something. Uh, what, so what, what's the, actually the name of your book, um, Darren? So folks want to go read this or grab a copy of this. They can, they can go search this and get this. We'll put this in the link in the show notes as well. Yeah, it's marketing like Jesus, 25 strategies to change the world. I love that. And then, I mean, dude, you've gotten all kind of great content around there about theology of business and even helping people think practically about, you know, are they being biblically responsible or what would be the language you use, the assessment you have to help folks just even assess practically, you know, how they're leading, leading their business like Christ. Tell us a little bit about that and where folks can go to learn about that. Yeah, it's called the Christ-Centered Company Assessment. And so there are 50 biblical business principles that you can rate yourself on, rate your company on. It's not so much rating yourself as, this, as the CEO, as the founder, but it's rating your company's operations, your company's marketing, your risk management, accounting, HR, all the different major facets of um, of running a business and then what we're producing what we're in the process of producing are commentaries on each of those to explain the biblical framework for each one and some of those we've already put out on theologyofbusiness.com people can get to but the assessment is at theologyofbusiness.com forward slash assessments Theology of business forward slash assessment uh, ass plural or singular assessment or assessments well, Plural, because we also have a, a spiritual gifts in the marketplace assessment that um, has been a part of 
my other book, The Marketplace Christian, a practical guide to using your spiritual gifts in business. Mm -hmm. And so we're turning that uh, spiritual gifts assessment uh, into a, a, an online assessment people can take. I love that. Guys, uh, Darren is, uh, he's, he's rock solid. Um, been following him for a while. So make sure you go check out his stuff. Theology Business Podcast, theologybusiness.com is probably just the best place to get started and following his journey. And then go check out this assessment. Um, I, I think it would be really helpful, especially for a lot of folks. And then um, the marketing thing, man, uh, I love that we can learn some of these things that we talk about every day that really Jesus knew, he got, he practiced, he lived out. And so, man, Darren, thanks again for just your your love for Christ, your, I guess, meditation of his life and the way that you're beginning to kind of bring that into the marketplace, man. Really thankful for your partnership in that too. Yeah, well, we're, we're at it together, Ellis. Thank you for what you do, brother. All right, man. Guys, everyone, thank you so much for joining. If you enjoyed this episode, let me remind you, take a screenshot, post this on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you do social media, tag Darren, tag myself. Let us know your big takeaway. Invite somebody else to come check out the show. I will see you next week. Cheers. Hey, real estate investors. I hope this show has given you permission to go out into the world and crush it in the name of Jesus. If you want to learn more about our community and locking arms and joining forces with other like-minded investors like yourself, go to thekingdomrei.com to learn more about our mastermind and send an application. We'll see you next week.